Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you are, this is your host of Talk Architecture Podcast, Naziati Muhammad Yaqub. And I'm here today in an interlude post focusing on music and architecture. Now, what has music do have to do with architecture and what does architecture have to do with music? Okay, we're not talking about a composition in terms of the classical architecture or the Baroque uh, period of architecture during the Renaissance time. We're talking about creative expressions and the similarities between architecture and music. Now, first, someone who's listening in to appreciate this better would identify themselves as somebody creative first. Maybe it's to do with craft, art, painting, fine arts, graphic art, whatever, you know, design. But, but secondly, is to do with music and anything, you know, not necessarily that you are um, playing an instrument or able to play an instrument. And, uh, you know, if you like singing and you try to be better at it in terms of you could understand that in music, there are things like pacing yourself, rhythms and chords and harmonies, whether you could appreciate it, whether you're sensitive, that you have the sensibilities in terms of this um, sensorial experience of uh, doing music, that is enough. That is the second requirement that is needed to understand this piece here that I'm going to talk about. Now, to be honest, I don't play any musical instrument. I, you know, at one time or another, I started to play the piano, but I didn't finish but then I've forgotten all about it. But I like to sing, and I was a better singer when I was younger, says my brother, than I am when I'm older. But recently, I've been appreciating um, how to sing and the other person singing with me. Now, when you are familiar with karaoke apps, okay, uh, that is available for you to download and for you to participate in singing, you would know that these apps, the appeal of it is to do with the duets that you can sing with somebody. What that does is that you actually listen to the other person. You could be singing with someone who's out of tune or someone who's screaming rather than singing, and you wouldn't know how to get in into your part because of the, you know, something is off. But I'm not criticizing the other person. We all try to have some expression using this app. So what I like about this app is that I get to practice my singing and I get to actually get inspired to talk about music and architecture. So that's the premise. Oh, that's the background to where I'm coming from. I was talking about this, um, uh, talking about how to pace oneself, talking about the chords, um, the feel of the chords, rather than actually um, um, uh, train as a singer. 
I'm not trained as a singer. I had to actually feel the chords. Even when I tried to use musical instruments, like the very basic harmonica, <coughs> excuse me, or guitar, I would need to understand the chords and the importance of the chords to get in, to be able to play it and to get in with my harmonies. And the harmonies could be voice. So, um, architectural decadence, architectural decadence, um, in a way that you think of music and creative expressions. You can improvise, again, give a feel to the song, depending on what song it is that you're singing, obviously. I have particular affinity to, um, what do you call it, rhythm and blues and soul and um, that kind of song. And um, it fits to my creativity from, you know, how one would like certain things, certain genres. So that fits into my creativity. Um, and so architecture has this set of rules and uh, in order for architecture to work uh, and that the end goal for architecture is to create something that is delightful. Um, you'll be able to use the architecture. You'll be able to feel comfortable in it. Of course, there are designers that set out to make architecture feel, get you to feel certain experience because of the purpose or the intention of wanting you to feel those things. But I'm talking in general about the day-to-day -day when architecture serves the purpose of what uh, the building type is, if it's a transportation hub, you know, the volume of people coming in and out is a lot. So it's got to be comfortable to be in a crowd when you're in a transportation hub, obviously. And that's what the volume and the space is helping to do when one uses a transportation hub, such as a train station or a light rail train uh, station or even a bus stop, even a taxi stand. There are those uh, amenities or design that helps with the process of getting from one place to another comfortably without compromising your safety and be very accessible and easy to use. So for everyone, yeah? So it is something that we know that architecture it has a purpose and that's true of music as well. There is an end goal, there is a purpose to music. And what it is, is that the similarities, the first one I like to talk about, apart from purpose, apart from the function, that, that's what I said just now, is the uh, appropriateness in terms of what you design and what you want to get out of it. Now, architecture and music, music, design, yeah, in a way, 
music structure. But sometimes you just have to follow the harmonies because the music is there. And in singing, you already have the band playing the music and you just try to fit in your harmony, your part, and complete the show. In architecture, there is that as well, that it is a design, designed by a creator who um, is trying to get people to participate in architecture so that they they get to um, uh, do um, what is necessary to complete their task. Just say an office building, it doesn't have to be complicated, though there are security issues a bit difficult to get in and out of the rooms because you need to use an access card hanging from your neck, like a lanyard, you know, stuck to a lanyard or whatever you call them. And yeah, that there is this thing between services and operations and the design of architecture that needs to be, that needs gelling together. So that the experience of the office worker could be seamless rather than the memory or the, uh, what do you call it, annoyance or irritability uh, that one feel when one has to go through doors a lot. And if you don't have access to the doors, um, maybe you're shorter than usual. Uh, We're talking uh, on behalf of little people who need to, get help to put their access card to ex- enter and exit. It is really kind of like uh, the biggest problem for them. So how do you actually uh, focus on the second part, which is creative expressions? Now, the designer who does that, you know, he did the shell of the building or they did the shell of the building, but someone else comes in and did the rest of the retrofitting or fitting out the interior part and the system part. So it may not be a designer. So they they care less maybe for the purpose of it in terms of the user needs, because maybe that's not part of the curriculum for them. It was particularly just systems and contractors, but that shouldn't be the case because when you think about smartphones or uh, electronic gadgets and how seamless one could use an Apple uh, iPhone, for example. Uh, I'm, I know that Androids are very good as well, but let's talk about how the the operations and the services plus the design come together in as one. So that's one of the things when uh, I audited a building recently where it is a an office building, I don't even have to mention about the person who was short of stature, struggling to open the doors. I'm just talking, I mean, everyone was struggling to open the doors. Everybody had this issue of going in and out and the security versus um, accessibility issues. Now, what can the creator, the architect do in this instance? Can't do anything because that's out of the job scope. 
when it comes to the fitting out later after they design the shell of the building. So some of the problems of uh, contemporary architecture or what the user is experiencing, you can't really feel the creative expression of that architecture because of there's a lot of meddling later by the other creators or systems. So uh, in music, um, if you don't really understand about the beat or the rhythm in the beginning and you just mash it up with your own take that you don't get the feel, you don't understand the intention or the concept of it, the music could be bad. You know, the music doesn't have that creative expression that is seamless, that just, you know, uh, get into the groove of things, yeah? So music and architecture has a lot in common because there's structure involved and there is a procedure or pace involved and intention and seamlessness of how you get around the piece of music or you get around a piece of architecture and that has to do nothing to do about like uh, different variations or I'm talking about style or I'm talking about aesthetics and what you know we're not even talking about that I'm not even going to um, compare architecture in the sense of classical architecture with um, classical music I mean I didn't study that, so I'm not going to attempt to do that. But I'm just going back to harmonies and how the harmony is created by the person using architecture. And they're happy because literally they're singing a song in themselves or humming around because it's so easy to do what they need to do in that architecture. Now, same as in music when just say you're duetting or doing a duet with someone, there's already the music, the person started it off, and then you're going to join them if they are in harmony with the music themselves, you know, the vocals are harmon harmonious with the music, then it's easy for you as a second vocalist to come in and improvise with those harmonies and create a beautiful music together. And architecture could do with that, you know, being able to anticipate what are the, how people are going to be in harmony with the architecture. Because if you design as if uh, the way you design is like a museum, but the brief says, uh, just say the brief says school. So, I mean, that I'm giving two very contrasting intent here. You could imagine that the problems one would have um, using the school because it feels like a museum. It feels like too static and less of accommodating to your needs to move around quickly or something. It's like that example that I mentioned earlier where I had to audit the office building where we don't know the intention of the creator or the designer of, or the architect originally with the building was just thinking, I'm going to do a box and just a box that looks good from the outside and well, got to design the basement 
car park or podium car park and I've got to get put in that amount and whatever that's left over they they will figure it out I mean it looks good outside but when um when the the, the interior design and the contractor comes in later and putting in the systems in terms of M&E and other systems okay we just stick it in here and okay if you stick it in here because there's no space the architect didn't give you enough space it's gonna impede on uh, the interior design to create this space and then okay then you have the piece the lovers the stones which is the people coming in having to use the space and being the one that is using the product or the outcome of that creative expression, uh, would they be happy or would they be irritable? So why? Because that's the way, what's the problem? That's the way the contract works. That's the way architecture is being practiced. That's the way the control is done. That's the way, um, you know, you have to do it fast, fast track. So the, the, the person is fitting it out, just need to follow the architect. And one would curse the architect who, who did the shell of the building like that, not giving the space later on. And the brief by the architect or the interpretation that the architect did uh, from the brief to design as such on the site and to just having certain priorities in mind. At the very least, the least, um, the last thing in the architect the architect's mind would be how certain spaces would work because possibly the brief doesn't say what other spaces in the building is a speculative building so the conclusion here is that speculation is uh, we're not we're not playing a music that is the blues here if you know the blue blues as in really blues, you gotta be really blue at that time. You're gonna be frustrated with your romance or somebody or what. Something is getting you down. And then somebody would strum the guitar. Guitar. They would strum the guitar and da dum da dum da dum da dum or some some sort of rhythm that you can come in and you can just say as if you're rapping or just saying words. I'm feeling bad today. I don't like to say whatever, you know, you got the words out in terms of rhyme and rhyme, rhyming words. And there you go. You can create a song on the spot with a speculation that straightforward. The brief is, is a sad song and you just expressing your angst or um, something that you feel sad about, and the guitar would be the music that the guitarist would play is following that uh, intention or the um, you know the agenda of uh, the speculation of what's going to be the outcome. But in architecture, speculation is something could be like that blues music scenario that I mentioned to you. Could be like that, where the architect, 
knowingly, okay, is an office building here, you know, the site is funny, so I'm going to make it simplified at the beginning when I do the master planning. And um, this is the best way. So I speculate that um, it's going to be better if uh, in the end game or the outcome, if I were to do it simplified this way, rather than making it difficult, because I've done all my study, I've done all my research about where the approach, ingress, egress, you know, of the vehicular traffic and the pedestrian coming in from the other side. Yeah, planning or the site planning is very important and understanding the neighbor, uh, the site contacts, um, studying everything really and getting the information in the beginning so that you can find, even if you do a speculative design, it could fit in and the outcome will be something that um, in sync with your intention and you know that you had earlier, It'll be in sync with the other people coming in to finish it up. Yes, music and architecture, there are so many, many uh, configuration or parameters, uh, similarities between them. And we can't take for granted that architecture is a creative expression, uh, similar to music. And creative expressions have a structure, a basic structure, and improvisation to it an interpretation to how it will work. Um, creative expressions, other creative expressions, including dance, of course, playing musical instrument, painting, art, graphic, or fine art. There is a, an outcome at the end of the day, and there is technical capabilities or technical aspects of this creative expression that is undeniable for it to, especially if it doesn't work alone. It is not like a dream or something that you alone understand. So when you talk about you alone understand, um, there are works of art that you alone understand, but other people will interpret that art differently, of course, when they look at it or feel it, but you alone will understand. So in architecture, that one, if you don't understand and we figure you out, then this could be a good architecture. But if you alone understand and we can't figure out and it makes us miserable or it makes us unsettled, then why must it be public? Why must that work of art, why must that architecture be public? Why must you... Um, make other people endure the pain or endure the negativity that you yourself only understand. So one thing about architects is that they're designing for people, they're designing for the public. So, uh, you know, it could be dangerous if you yourself only understand. I've seen uh, examples of this where people Talk about how great a stramp is, you know, the staircase come ramp, uh, where it looks like it's very dangerous because you yourself 
understand what the users should be doing, but you don't actually want to listen to what the users have to say about that design. So there is a collaboration that is necessary between the architect, the creator, and others, like in musical harmonies as well. I mean, you can do music on your own, uh, just uh, singing or expressing from your inner self and not thinking about others. And there are hits. There are things that that are um, songs that are popular, uh, which only the creator talking to themselves and expressing themselves. But one thing you cannot deny that there is a structure, there is a composition that why it becomes popular. If not, it's just noise. So that's not your intention to do music to create. You want people to actually join in or love what you do. So same as architecture, really. You want people to be in love with your architecture. And even more so, architecture can't. Um, architecture as a public commodity or public structure and use cannot afford to be just like something that is <clears throat> onto its own self and not be... Um, usable to others or being accepted by others aesthetically as well as functionally so there you go i think i have done to death or i've done too much with this piece here and just a food for thought an interlude to um, my series that is going on which is mental health and architecture or architects so this is mental health as well, because creative expressions are part of the thing that is necessary to get uh, a well balance, a good balance in terms of our health mentally. Thank you for listening. Bye.